Sonia and I'd had a hard time conceiving, but not because of a lack of diligence. We tried everything. Ovulation sensors, cocopelli figurines, yoga, meditation, clomid, pergonol, intrauterine injections, in vitro fertilization, IVF, even mystical appeals to a Hindu guru who confidently predicted we would have two boys. Nothing worked. The failures left us feeling tense and frustrated. In early 2003, at the midway point of my fellowship and shortly after our third unsuccessful attempt at IVF, we went on vacation to the Caribbean island of Anguilla. We both needed a break. We had been trying to get pregnant for over two years. Sonia was now 32 and I was 34, and we were quietly panicking that our efforts had become futile. One afternoon, shortly after we arrived, I went for a walk alone on the sun-swept beach, where I met a shirtless loafer named Clement Clemens. He was tall and handsome, with brown dreadlocks emanating from his red bandana and a quiet, dignified island air. We got to talking, and by and by he invited me to his tavern, a tourist attraction just up the road where he said we could get happy together. With Sonia relaxing by the pool at the hotel, I accepted his proposition. After hopping about two hundred yards on the scorching white sand, we arrived at the back entrance to a bamboo shack, where a group of Americans were lounging on cheap rattan furniture, taking hits from a water pipe. Tiny lamps dangling from wooden beams bathed the room in a chocolatey orange. I sat down and almost immediately the rim of a water bong was sealed around my lips and thick white smoke was gurgling through a purple curlicue shaft. The giggling tourists egged me on. It was a scene right out of the dorms at Berkeley. Soon towering speakers were piping out joyful dead tunes and I was tripping heavily in a hallucinatory mix of speed and calm. Out on the deck I gazed at a stunning palm-fringed tableau. It felt as if I were in a movie, a contrived visual narrative of an unsuspecting traveler stoned to oblivion in a foreign land. My mind was moving randomly through an array of interconnecting circles. Why is there space? How did it arise? Why are there jeans and tile floors and chairs of different material? So much we don't understand. Clement joined me on the terrace. His bandana gave the illusion of streaming the colors of the rainbow. This is the strongest shit I've ever smoked, I told him, feeling dizzy. He just laughed. The late afternoon sun cast long shadows across the wooden deck. The sky was painted in swirls of pastel mixed with bubbly streaks of white. It reminded me of springtime in Berkeley, and thus of Lisa my college girlfriend. What had happened to her? Where was she now? The last time we'd spoken was before I got married, when she recalled the scooter rides in the Berkeley Hills in those carefree early days. So strange that I didn't still think about her every day, those brown curls and milky white skin. The raffish grin. At one time all paths of thought had converged on her. I used to obsess about her, her disease, lupus, and the miscarriages doctors predicted she'd have. I remembered that birthday eve when my father asked me, Don't you want children? 
and my anguish for her gave way to my own desires. In the end, I abandoned her because I didn't have the courage to cope with her illness. I gave her up to avoid the terrible fate of being without her. I suddenly became aware that Clement was talking to me. Why are you so serious? he said. I shook my head and continued to gaze at the beach. Something is bothering you, he said. I glanced at him. Fervidness was radiating from his dirty yellow sclera. I mentioned the problems that Sonia and I were having. You are injuring yourself, he intoned, and you are hurting her too. I nodded, staring at the turquoise water. Don't worry, he said. You will have a boy. I turned to face...